Next on BYU Sports Nation, the best BYU quarterback option moving forward. Who you got? Blaine Fowler will join us to discuss how short the leash is for Tanner Mangum on Saturday. And meet the man who wants to be the Steve Young of mixed martial arts. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, October 10th, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Cosmo's very own choreographer, Jerem Jordan. You may have seen the video. It's making its waves on the internet, on the line. Uh, Cosmo crushing it with the Cougarettes on Friday night against Boise State. A lot of people have mentioned this video, so I really thought that our practice paid off Friday night. (laughs) Yeah, not to mention Sports Illustrated, Bleacher Report, the Associated Press's Ralph Russo, and Utah Jazz rookie Donovan Mitchell all tweeting about this. This has gone North American viral. Yeah, uh, Cosmo crushes it. This is this is Cosmo. This isn't uh, you know someone else. This is this is Cosmo actually dancing, killing it. Listen, this is the best thing about oh. BYU football this year so far. <laughs> it's been awesome. It's been awesome, and it's funny to see the reaction. Like Nick Wright of FS1 even tweeted about it, saying this is surprising coming out of BYU. Listen, we've known that for a long time that the Cougarettes and Cosmo can kill it. Yes. When we go down to the West Coast Conference Tournament for hoops in March every year, Cosmo is by far the most athletic oh, it's not close. mascot I've ever seen. He's unbelievable. And, of course, the Cougarettes are national champs. They went overseas this year. They got so bored with the domestic championships. They're like, let's go international. And they 16-time won national champions. They're so good. So nicely done by everybody there. Yeah. Welcome to the party, everyone else. Yeah. Do we know how to party? That's up for debate. But do we know how to dance? Yes. My name's Spencer, and I like to party. I know for a fact you don't party. (laughs) Hot Rod. Love it. Keep it up, Cosmo and the Cougarettes. Now it's time for headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football preparing for stark Vegas and Mississippi State on Saturday. Yesterday, offensive coordinator Ty Detmer Named this week's starter at quarterback. Uh, Tanner came out of it pretty well. Uh, not much worse of the wear as far as the ankle goes and things, so he moved around a little bit today and uh, and got some practice time. So um, I think, you know, we're, we're pretty set with him as the starter, and then and, and, uh, Joe Critchlow will be getting reps behind that. Did you hear that? Ty Detmer names Tanner Mangum the starting quarterback against Mississippi State, Joe Critchlow, as the designated backup. Countdown to kickoff airs live at 11 a.m. Eastern time Saturday on BYU TV, up early for college football Saturday. And more on the quarterback situation coming up in what's trending. BYU basketball held its first practice of the season yesterday. Associate head coach Heath Troyer explained what the staff is looking for in a team identity. True identity is to be unselfish. Um, be a team that really shares the ball, has a high IQ, and someone that's hard to score on. You know, we, we have to um, not just not give up easy baskets, you know, not be able to grind out a possession on both sides of the ball. 
Cougar tip-off, by the way, two weeks away from tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be awesome. With the first regular season game, just how many days away again? Mm. Countdown to the Delta Devils. 32 days. Yeah, we're doing this. When you're 1-5 and five in football, you start counting down to basketball. We're all in. Don't worry, though, on <laughs> football. Trust me. We're... I got eight shows a week related to football. I'm all in. We have to be, and we are happy to be. <laughs> well, We're just counting down to other things, too. Yes. Not to mention an excellent women's volleyball team. The men's golf team is ranked. Uh, cross country. Cross country in both sides. There's a lot going on. Speaking of women's volleyball, they move up as well. Absolutely. From number eight to number seven in the latest yeah. AVCA coaches poll, top 25 movement. The 17-1 Cougars as now the number seven team in the country hosts Portland Thursday night at 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV. And the 21st-ranked men's golf team is in third at 9 under par at the Jerry Pate Invitational today. Peter Quest for perfection, tied for fifth at 6 under. Patrick Fishburn and Rhett Rasmussen tied for ninth at 3 under. They are on the course, I believe, as we speak. There are three ranked teams on campus, and... Football and soccer are not involved in that. You could say four with the women's cross country. Oh, that's too, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Don't combine those. Let's make it four. Let's make it. Let's make it. Sound let's make it as many as possible. <laughs> Better. It is what it is. All rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Best quarterback option to win. Ty Detmer declares his starter. In his words, and you just heard him. We're pretty set on Tanner Mangum. No worse for the wear with that ankle coming off of the Boise State game. Do you agree? Answer today's Twitter question. Who is the best option at QB for BYU going forward? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At R underscore M underscore Niehaus. Austin Kofensis. If BYU wants to run the He's a running back. He's right option for the rest of the season and, and not, not pass the ball, yeah. Austin Kofensis is the answer. I don't think BYU wants to do that. <laughs> BYU's played a bunch of dudes, by the way, at quarterback. You talk about someone who's been under center and had a snap in that position. There have been a lot, which brings us to an early stat of the day. Okay. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's played five different guys under center or in the shotgun this year at quarterback, if you will. Tanner Mangum, Bo Hodge, Austin Kofensis, Coy Detmer, Joe Critchlow. Five quarterbacks in six games. One for each loss. Five quarterbacks in six games. Has BYU wow. ever done that? I know they've played five the quarterbacks in a season games. before, but have they ever played five quarterbacks in the first six games? See, Kofetsis is a running back who's getting in there, right? He's, he hasn't thrown a pass. He's, rushed, he's a running back. He's not a quarterback. So, yeah, there have been four actual quarterbacks, and then Wildcat is. Why don't we call it, like, Cougar, there should be some cute name for it, right? Like, Wild Cougar. The Wild Cougar. Like, oh. isn't it Wild Bronco or something when Boy State does it? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Regardless. It's a lot of dudes. Yeah. We thought it'd be one dude, maybe two by this point. Um, but to answer the Twitter question, Spender, who is the best option at QB for BYU going forward? Yeah. Before I answer, let me tell you this. The quarterback that has looked the best to me, and Trevor Maddox of ESPN agreed with me, is Bo Hodge. What he did in the first half against Utah State was the best the offense has looked at any point this season. 
This is a shocker because I thought Tanner Mangum was the guy. We watched him in fall camp. He was crisp as a green apple from Washington. He was awesome. But Tanner Mangum has to be the best BYU QB option. He's got to figure his stuff out. Joe Critchlow, to me, is not the medium to long-term option. He should be a guy that pushes Tanner Mangum to be better. Tanner has been underwhelming, for sure. Or uh, he's been just whelming. No, it's been under. He needs to be better. He really does. An ankle injury doesn't help. Playing great teams doesn't help. But guess what? you got to play who's in front of you. And who's in front of you is Mississippi State. More on that in a moment, because I think this is not the game to try and find the guy. This is a loss unless you play an incredible game. The way BYU's playing right now, no shot unless they change something dramatically. When I projected BYU to win 10 games, I had Mississippi State as a loss. <laughs> yeah. This is a really hard game for anybody unless your name's Georgia or Auburn in the last two weeks. Like this, Ask LSU what it's like to play in Starkville. They lost by 30. Mississippi State uh-huh. in Starkville. With the current struggles, like to expect BYU to go in there and somehow magically turn things around and become the offense that everybody thought they would be initially is... That's ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. well, you picked the word, right? It's downright nuts. I'm a ludicrous fan, so... Roll out, baby. (laughs) (laughs) The point, yeah, the point I'm trying to make is, and what Jerem was trying to make, and I agree with you, is Mississippi State... Like, I think BYU's been given a 5% chance to win that game. They're, what, 22-point dogs? 22-and-a-half-point underdogs. Like, we knew this. If BYU didn't beat Utah State or Boise State. That's me thinking about the line. Put my hood on. The Cougars were likely going to be 1-6, okay? this is to win last week. This is not the game to figure out the offensive woes and the quarterback problems and all – that will start against East Carolina yes. in the back half. A team equal to or worse than Brigham. So, and the thing with Bo Hodges, I don't, I don't know when he's going to play again. <sighs> Head injuries are tough. You want to be extra careful with that. You're talking about post-playing life. Okay? So I just so can't. We'll e- see with Bo. We'll I can't see. put any stock into that right now because yeah. because of the serious nature of the injury because you're right the head injury is not something you mess around with yes especially with his dad having the nfl background and all that stuff his dad merrill retired early because of concussion exactly it's it's a dangerous situation so listen who's the best option of quarterback for BYU going forward it's tanner it needs to be tanner mangum what's up with BYU's elite 11 guys just not bringing it like tanner mangum's freshman year the best freshman year any freshman quarterbacks had at BYU in the history of freshman quarterbacks at freshman BYU. I'm just trying to see how many times I can say that. Yeah, well, it was that's, like five or six. It was impressive. It was excessive. Tanner Mangum has had the most reps in practice. He's had the most time with the offensive coordinator. Most and experience in the games. Heisman Trophy winner Ty Detmer at his side in film. They have invested the most time and effort into making him the quarterback. It's unfortunate that his ankle is not well right now and that it, it limits his mobility. But even then, because Bigger of than the ankle. Because of how much time they have put into this, you hope, you have to hope that he can turn things around. He needs something to spark the confidence. Let me tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be a worse opponent. That's what it's going to be. Who is Tanner Mangum face this year? Portland State. Should have been better. LSU. Not as good as we thought, but they were incredible in that game. Come on. 
Didn't play Wisconsin. Didn't play Utah State. Boise State, good team. Listen, when you play East Carolina, it's going to be different. They're not as good. Trust me, though, East Carolina's looking at BYU going, that team's not very good. We can beat them. Yes, they're thinking that. So this week is setup week. The pursuit of a bowl game does not start this week. It starts next week to me. Build, try and do some things, be competitive. My goal for BYU versus Mississippi State, be competitive. What is being competitive, though? Like being within two touchdowns? Moving the chains, get a turnover or two. I, I'm hoping you don't you don't get blow out, but it was about less than 20. I don't know. Th- this is setting up to be one of those it wasn't even competitive games. I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. And Well, again, given everything that has happened, what is what qualifies as competitive? You like it as BYU's offense being able to move the ball and have a few successful drives. Yeah, like when you don't cross the 50, that's pathetic, right? You don't want to be that way. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN. Join us, won't cross you? Cross the 50 at least three times. How about that? Okay. Who is the best option at quarterback for BYU going forward? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At R. Greenhaw, I still believe in Tanner. I just can't overlook what he did as a freshman in that style of offense. Hodge is a close second, but has a smaller sample. Great point. Great point. I love it. Coming Con- up. Confidence, man. Confidence is big. That's right. Coming up, a new Between the Lines with women's soccer. I cannot wait to watch Lauren Frankham take on the goalie. As was the, the goalie, as the goalie yeah. yeah. Plus, insider Blaine Fowler joins us. Who does Uncle B think is the best quarterback option moving forward? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation, nationally simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation is happening right now. You know where it is, the Twitter question. And on Twitter, follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use hashtag BYUSN. Who's the best option at quarterback for BYU moving forward? After further reviews, live tonight at 7 Eastern time on BYU TV and the app as the guys recap the Boise State game and look ahead to Mississippi State. At Dan underscore Smith for BYU. One of your favorite Twitter handles, Jerem. And Smith. An intramural flag football champion. Come on. Lamar Jackson's the greatest intramural flag football player of all time. Oh, that's a great like story. He, like, he would dance. He can dance, man. That guy, that guy, that guy probably should participate in the dance board championship. Like, his, his story is amazing. Like, how, how everything led up to where he is and winning the Heisman Trophy. Really, really good story. The fact that he won the, the Heisman tells you kind of where college football has gone in terms of who makes plays win. It's not the traditional drop-back kind of passer guy, right? And right now, BYU has those kind of guys at quarterback, which is what they want in this pro-style offense. Absolutely. Joining us now to discuss the current status of the BYU pro-style offense and who the best option at quarterback is, is one of the BYU quarterback alumni, Blaine Fowler. Uncle B. Blaine, welcome back to Studio B. Hello, Blaine. H- how you feeling after a 1-5 start, man? Oh, I mean, not good. <laughs> not good at all. It's, I, it, it's hard to lose to teams that, uh, that you match up fine with. You know, that's the, those are the disappointing things. We talked about this a few weeks ago. You lose to Wisconsin, you go and watch the film, and you go, well, hey, they're way better. So Boise State, I think, is very similar in talent to BYU. And people go, how can you say that? But they're executing well. You know, Boise State executed. Their, their quarterback played well. Rippon's a really, really good football player. They, they have an identity of what they want to do, and they've done the same thing for years and years and years, and they just executed better. And BYU was minus in turnover margin again. And when we talked last week, I said, 
you know, BYU probably needed to be plus one, maybe if they were even, but if they were negative in turnover margin, I didn't feel like they had a chance. I thought they'd be closer. And, and uh, you know, they start off, BYU starts off with that interception from Grant Jones. I'm thinking, okay, here we go. Well, BYU you scores know. a touchdown off of that so, turnover. So much, so much momentum. And then you think they're, they're going to be okay in this. But then, um, it, and it's not just the turnovers BYU's had this year. It's the type of turnovers that they had. You can go back to Utah State a couple of weeks ago. They're, they're turnovers that just kill you. They're turnovers that give the other team a really short field where they don't even have to get anything to get points or they're pick sixes or they're, you know, they're quick changes where your defense has no chance to rest. You, you fumble the ball after you've driven it 60 yards into the other team's territory and you turn it over and your defense has had a chance to gather itself and you go back out. They got a great chance of getting you the football back without points being the result. But it's like a punt. It, it's, so there's turnovers and then there's turnovers – that are really kill you. And it seems like BYU has had more of those type of turnovers in these games against teams that they match up pretty well with um, than they than they can to win. And, that, and that's been a big, big problem. To me, it's one of the single biggest factors for them. Our Twitter question today, who is the best option at quarterback for BYU moving forward? What do you think? Well, Ty yesterday said, said that, you know, they, that Tanner gives them the best chance right now. And I think that's a, a product of they've invested a ton of time in him. They... You know, they felt like he had the best grasp, grasp, grasp of the offense, you know, coming in. He was very limited mobility-wise last week, so they had to take some of the offense out. Um, you know, he was, I don't know, I, what did he say he was? Maybe 60 percent. Yeah. And so with Ty playing him at 60%, what does that tell you? What it's telling you is that even though they think a guy like Joe Critchlow is amazingly skilled, which I, I believe he is. I've watched him. He's, he's exactly what fits into this program. He's a big, strong fireballer that can make every throw on the field and makes quick, you know, he's a confident kid. He throws downhill. But they, they obviously feel like he doesn't know the offense well enough that they would play him in front of a guy that's at 60% physically. So that, that's a message to us of where they think Joe Critchlow is. Now, now that they've played Joe Critchlow, they, I feel like they've got an obligation to say, okay, instead of a redshirt year, you're going to get an opportunity to play, and we're going to develop you this year. You are going to get experience so that next year, if we need you to be the guy, you're going to be able to be the guy. Or later in the season, if we need you to be the guy, you can be the guy because now you've got some experience and everything doesn't look like it's just flying around in front of your face like it does to a freshman. That's, that's quite the statement because, let's be honest, we've been waiting for Tanner Mangum to get here to be the guy. And now we're questioning if he's the guy. Based on a lot of things, and it's not just the injury of the schedule, it's, it's been the play on the field, which is a bit shocking. Tanner Mangum was the next guy for BYU in that quarterback lineup. Well, and you need, what, what they need Tanner to do is manage the game. They need him to, to never be a catalyst for turnovers or for bad decision-making. The most important thing that a quarterback can do is make good decisions, they, to get the ball out to the right people at the right time. And... I mean, you look, the most physically gifted guys are not the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I mean, can we make a case that Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time? I, yeah. And I believe that. And he's not that physically gifted. His arm strength's not crazy big time. It's adequate. It's good. He's unbelievably accurate with the football. But Tom Brady gets the ball up on time to the right guys. He's an unbelievable leader, and he distributes the ball. And it doesn't seem to matter who he's got out there. They're always better. 
you know, receivers that get that come in there on trades or signs free agents, all of a sudden they're great when we're with the, with the Patriots, and it's because he distributes that football. So, so that's the part of the game that Tanner has to get better at. He can make all the throws. Um, now it's compounded because he's not healthy, and Tanner he likes to run yeah. around. You know, he likes to run around, and he makes plays when he's running. He's always been a playmaker on the move, and that's limiting him right now, and it's limiting his ability to get reps in games to get better. But the thing that he has to knuckle down on is he has to be better with his decision-making. And when he, when he makes a read, if it's the right read, he's got to get the ball out. Like on some of these bootleg passes before his injury, he, he turns, and they always used to teach us when you snap your head around, if the number one receiver right there is open, get him the ball right now. There's no need to even look any further downfield. In fact, fans will go, oh, the backside post was wide open. And Holmgren would say, I don't care if the backside post is wide open. This is a play I'm calling to get five yards or to get a first down. You know, snap your head around and get it out to the guy that's open if, if your number one read is open. And we've had a tendency to want to read that downfield and go other places. So the ball has to come out to the, the number one read on time and in a good spot. And then the checkdowns need to be checkdowns, not checkups. So what does that mean? When I'm dropping back to throw, if I'm reading the right side of the field and I go through two progressions and nobody's there, my mind now, that clock in my head should be ticking and I should be like, i got to get this out to a dump-down receiver. A dump-down receiver is like a tight end sitting at four yards or an underneath receiver crossing at three yards or a running back on a swing route or a spot route. It's to get it out to a short receiver where I can put velocity on it and there's not a risk of an interception. Too many times this year, we're checking up. So we're going one, two, three, there's our reads. And instead of getting it out, or taken off with it, if there's nobody that to release to, we're trying to throw it 20 yards down the field, five seconds into a route. When the defensive backs are reading the eyes of the quarterback, they're watching the route combinations, and they're just sitting there. They're going, man, I hope he comes back here and throws it. I hope he comes back here because I'm going to sit right here, and if he comes back here, I'm stepping in front of this thing, and I'm taking it back to the house. So you, you got to take what the defense gives and get it out, and when there's something not downfield, you check down. To, to an easy route. We have not done a good job of that at the quarterback spot yeah. this year. The key is to make the defense react and not allow them to be proactive, right? And when you get five seconds into a route, that's when they can be like, I'm going to take a chance because I'm reading his eyes right now. Yeah. He, if he comes back here, I'm going to step in front of this thing. Because they have that much time to think about it, right? And so sometimes on third and 12, and I know everybody gets mad when you don't throw the ball 12 yards downfield. Like, why would you throw it on third and 12 five yards? Because everybody's covered downfield. I'd rather throw it to a three-yard route and hope that that guy can make somebody miss and get a first down than force it upfield and throw a pick. Because, honestly, I'd rather punt the football and cover the punt and try to switch field position than throw a pick and give him a short field. 100% and, yes. And so, so the decision-making has got to get better. And Tanner knows that, and Ty knows that. Hey, believe me, Joe Critchlow knows that because they watch film together. That part of the game has to get better. And to me, along with improving the run game, those are the two things that can change this offense as we go down the back stretch of this season is establish a run game, which takes some pressure off of the, off the quarterbacks because play action when run is going, way easier reads and receivers are more open. Why do you think Ula Tolutel who had nine carries for 38 yards against Boise State Friday. Kalani Stake said, we need more of an offensive identity, and I think his name is Ula Tolutel. Why do you think he didn't get the ball enough? Is he not trusted in the pass game? Because once BYU got down and had to throw the ball more, he just wasn't in there. Yeah, and, and I, do, I do think that that's what it is right now. He's young. Remember, he was coming back from an injury, so his reps were limited. And 
whether a guy plays or not sometimes depends on the package that you're in and his mastery of that package you're in. Sometimes a running back doesn't play because they don't trust him in pass protection. It's because they don't know the protection calls and the line makes a, a you know an audible and somebody comes through and kills your quarterback and you go, well, I can't play him on third and long because he can't get the protection right. Now, I'm not, I don't know if that's the case with Ula, but um, – Sometimes you go, why is that guy not on the field every single solitary play? And if he's not part of a package, it's typically because he hasn't mastered that part of the package yet. Well, they got to get him up to speed because he needs to be an every down back as much as possible. And maybe he's not a third and 13 back, of course, because um, they have other guys that can do that. But, but they need to find a way to have him understand what's going on so he can be a bigger part of every package because he certainly, through this number of games, through six games, is the best and most consistent run option. He's got the best vision. Um, and, and here's the thing. He's going to get quicker. I was talking to Kalani about this last week, and he's like, here's the shame of it. This kid should be redshirting right now and getting in shape. But he came back. He's only been back since summer, and, and he had an injury, so he suffered through that, and they're forced to play him because he's the best they have. They need to get to the point where they're recruiting over the top of running backs, and they go, well, we got three guys that can play. Think Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Um, the reason the freshman's playing at Wisconsin is because he's ridiculous. Not not because they have to play him because they have really good juniors and seniors. They have they have juniors and seniors that are better than anybody we have right now and could play. But they're having to play him because the you know because of they've got to recruit better at that position. They need to get more guys like Willow. And then I think having Hall hurt, hurt hurts because he's a veteran guy that has good vision and is a little more explosive than anybody that BYU has. He runs downhill and he's got great quickness and he's decisive with his cuts. Having him out hurts. And he's also really good in the pass game. And we forget that he got hurt and we haven't seen him for a few weeks. If you can get him back, I like, you know, I, we always talk thunder and lightning, right? So you can have Ula thunder, going to rumble and hurt people when they try to tackle him. And, and KJ's the kind of guy that could be that lightning that could be the burst to the outside. I, I, they brought Riley Burt back over on, on the offensive side to, to try to give him some type of a speed and explosiveness as well. So we'll see what happens because you kind of need both. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say that BYU, and, and I'm – simplifying football down to two categories in terms of how BYU, I feel, will find success. And that is, one, they win the turnover battle. And two, they finally hold on to the ball longer than their opponent, which they have not done against an FBS opponent. Either they haven't won the turnover battle or time of possession battle against an FBS foe this year. A loss in all those games. Let's say both of those things happen against Mississippi State. What kind of chances BYU have to win that game? They have to win the turnover battle a Bigger than you think. Probably. Okay. So so it's got to be like mine. They have Number to be three. like plus three. Okay. Plus two or plus three. And, and, and that's going to be a big task because Mississippi State has a veteran quarterback that doesn't have a pension for turning the ball over. You know, and so it's going to be hard. So point one, BYU can't turn it over. That, that gives them a shot right there. If they just don't turn it over at all. Um, and well, at least then, the standard's low. Then, then, then Nick Fitzgerald's not going <laughs> to just throw a stupid ball in some place and try to throw it into – traffic. He just doesn't do that. So they're going to have to get some tip balls. They're going to have to get some pressure. And if they can't get to him, and here's the problem, he never gets sacked. It's not because his offensive line's the top 10 offensive line. It's because he runs away and throws yeah, the ball he's away. He's super mobile. Yeah, he's, he doesn't throw it. He doesn't, and he throws it away in a spot that nobody can get it. And he comes back to play another down, and or he runs with it. Yeah. So so you got to keep him contained and just get in those throwing lanes. So when his arm raises up, you get your arms up, tip ball interceptions, Breaks on the ball in great coverage, um, smacking people and putting the ball on the ground, forcing him to fumble. They can't rely on Fitzgerald to play poorly to give him the 
the turnover margin that they need. BYU has to force some turnovers. They need to force some fumbles. And, you know, we talk about this offense a lot. This defense has to find out a way to be a little more aggressive because they're not creating turnovers on the defensive side either. And I know that Lysa has talked to him about it. Come on, guys. Now, part of that is last year they had Kainakua in the back end. The guy's a freak. And Harvey Longy as well. He's, he's an NFL guy, but he's a turnover creator. A guy just had this great sense of where to break on the ball and how to come up with a big play when he needed to. So you lose a guy like that, that's a big portion of the, the turnovers they created last year. So somebody's got to step it up and they got to figure out a way. So I'd say they need to be – maybe they're in the game at minus two. I think they have to be minus three because Mississippi State's a very good football team with a fine quarterback. And so th- that's the key. And they've got to be able to run the football so that this time of possession thing that you talked about is a little more balanced so the defense has some rest. Um, and they've got to get some big plays. So BYU's not going to go down there and grind it out 14-play series and just go down without making any mistakes because they haven't shown us they can do that. They have costly penalties at inopportune times. They need to get some big plays in the offense, and that will come if they can establish a run game and get Mississippi State to crowd the line of scrimmage and maybe get a play action over the top. So, yeah, do I expect them to win down there? No, I do not expect them to win. If they do, Mississippi State's going to have to be off their game a little bit, and BYU's going to have to create some magic. And those turnovers for Mississippi State need to be the kind BYU's had where they give BYU a really short field or somebody gets a pick six or they need to be what I call terminal turnovers. You turn them over and it just costs you. It just yeah. kills you. Yeah. That's what Mississippi State needs to do for them to win. But then the rest of the year, they'll be physically better than everybody they play. Then they don't have to be perfect to win yeah. the rest of the year. Yeah. Great stuff, Blaine. If you want more of Mr. Fowler, watch After Further Review tonight. I know you've prepared well for that. Ready to roll. All right. Who is the best option at quarterback for BYU going forward? That is our Twitter question. Please answer it. Coming up, our first interview with an MMA fighter. He's a BYU grad, and his name's Weston Wilson. Wants to be the Steve Young of MMA. Plus, we go between the lines with women's soccer. Lauren McLean testing her skills against those wizards with their feet. yippee Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere you feel like consuming it. Tonight, BYU Football's Kalani Satake is live at 8 Eastern Time featuring player guest Kian Norman. Oh, by the way, it's Kalani Satake's birthday, so we got a little something uh, up our sleeve for that. Ooh, happy birthday, Kalani Satake. Yeah, he's 42. 42 years young. Young, yeah. One of the younger head coaches he in is. all of college football. And he's only one of 22, by the way, at his alma mater. And the last two weeks, BYU's played against guys, two of the other 22. Oh, really? Yeah. Matt Wells, Utah State. Uh-huh. Brian Harson of Boise State. How about that? Yeah. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Cougar football preparing for Stark Vegas and Mississippi State on Saturday morning. Yesterday, offensive coordinator Ty Detmer named Tanner Mangum as the starter at quarterback. Countdown to kickoff airs at 11 a.m. Eastern time on Saturday, 9 a.m. Mountain. Early start for your college football Saturday on BYU TV. BYU basketball held its first practice of the season yesterday. Associate head coach Heath Schroyer explained the staff's looking for a new team identity. Cougar tip-off two weeks from tomorrow with the first regular season game in 32 days. BYU women's volleyball up one spot in the AVCA coaches poll to number seven in that top 25. The Cougars at 17-1 host Portland Thursday night, 9 Eastern. You can watch that match live on BYU TV as well. And in the second round of the Jerry Pate National Intercollegiate, the 21st-ranked men's golf team from Brigham, currently tied for fourth place at seven under, under par. 
Peter Quest for perfection, the top Cougar golfer. He's tied for eighth, five under, through six in round two. It's too good to not call him Peter Quest for perfection. My uncle sent me a video the other day of him in a Quest for Perfection shirt. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's been nine years. Let's refresh that closet, man. BYU women's soccer, hoping for another West Coast Conference championship. They got off to a good start after losing to San Diego by scoring a season-high four goals in that win over St. Mary's. Lauren McLean is about to go between the lines and find out what it's really like with the team as she learns from the best in the business. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. I am almost certain that the beating they gave St. Mary's was because of the extra training that they had to do with me. This team is extremely talented. They're a blast to hang out with, so much so that I offered to fill in whenever they needed. They still haven't given me an answer, so we'll see what happens. This is Elite versus Street. Ever since I was a little girl, since that was the last time I played soccer, I've really wanted to try out for the BYU women's soccer team. That being said, how do you, get, how do you play? Okay, so we're going to okay, teach you a give and go. Say. This is a really good move to do as a pair on the field to get around a defender. She is your teammate. You are going to okay. give it and go. Shoot it, Lauren. Oh. <laughs> good, Lauren. Yeah. Oh. This is called the scissor. And basically, you can only do it if you're me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm going to dribble at the defender. I'm going to go around the ball to get them to step that way. I'm gonna take it the opposite direction. So you're gonna go. Just dribble at me. Around. And then touch that way. Yeah, good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come on. Step, you turn, and you go like that. You go like this. That's scary. Yes, shoot it. Oh, why does oh. this spin? She's got that Serena Williams grunt down. <laughs> when you play in the midfield, one of the biggest things you have to do is win 50-50 balls, right? Yes. And so you have oh, to no. win it with your head. Just don't foul her. A lot of scary. Yeah! Woo! That's scary. That's really high. You want to aim for either that side netting or that side netting. Nice and low or upper 90. I take three steps. One, two, three, and then I go like this, and then I take two to the right. Like a punter. Okay, Johnny Linehan. That's right. Softball cleats for the win. Oh wow, you look way intimidating. I kind of like it. <laughs> she does, huh? I think it's a, it's a 1989 cleats. <laughs> it's the vintage cleats. So you're gonna start on your butt. I'm gonna toss it to the side. You'll catch it, go down. Now, you're gonna use your momentum, like your abs, like Maddie said, to get up. I didn't sign up for jazzercise. Oh, yeah. Okay, now fall all the way down. Okay, fall all the way down. I was like, this is easy. There you go. Now go. Ready? Faster. Good. (laughs) Good job, Lauren. Come on, Lauren. Oh, wait, guys. I didn't know you were starting. Intimidation. Oh, go, go. Oh, Lauren. So, wait, what am I supposed to do? Dive? Dive. There you go. Go, Lauren, go. Yeah. Oh, Okay, that was really close. Get closer, get closer, get closer. Oh, now, my. Get, big. get her. Ah! Get her, you gotta go get her. I'm to kick in the face. <laughs> good, now big. Maddie, I'm intimidating you. Yes, good job, Lauren. Okay, last one. Go, Lauren. Get closer, 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 closer. Yes, big. Yeah, Lauren, go. No, Maddie. 
you, Brett. Yes! All right, Nadia okay. Gomes. 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 Oh, okay. Jeez. I think if you really dove, you would have gotten there. All right, I'll give you one dive. Dive, Lauren. She's really going to dive this time, she told Hold me. Hold on, yeah, I did. That was, I didn't think that was going in. Here we go. Dive, Lauren, dive. Get on the ground, get on the ground, get on the ground. Yeah! That was a great, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that does not only deserve to be on Sports Nation, but also ESPN for top save. You know what? I feel I feel like you have so much potential that you could Thank definitely you. get there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Get you said get there, not there though. Yeah. yeah. Goalkeeping, but like I think you could have a shot. You can get there. Like no, anything you, you put your mind to, you can do it. Thanks. All these sports cliches really aren't making me feel better. <laughs> Soccer is really hard. It's really hard. When was the last time you guys played? Because literally, uh, elementary played, school was the last time I kicked a ball before this. We played this. futsal last night in uh, Linden. Didn't we? Oh, yeah. Was that Yeah, the, it was, was that in our... Uh, what is that? No, futsal. Indoor soccer. Oh, well, yeah. I want to see you guys take You're definitely on... not in the soccer game if you don't know what futsal <laughs> is. That's okay. But, <laughs> no. but listen. Futsal? Yeah. You, you've know. got some skills there. You just... You didn't want to dive. That was obvious. I didn't... You made Honestly, business decisions. Honestly, all I was decisions. thinking is yeah. my, my face. face. Yes, yes, my face. yes. That's the moneymaker. Business it is decisions. The moneymaker, guys. Business decisions. Yeah, listen, you're a smart businesswoman. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. But they are incredible. They they were just messing with me the whole time. They're just like, you heard Maddie going. Listen, I know. I know that's your not your forte because you're one of the most athletic non-D1 athletes females I've ever seen in my life. I really appreciate that. I don't think that's true, but I appreciate it. No, no, it's true. I'm not asking. I'm telling. Okay. You can also sing well. And that You're in a band. begs the question. All right, we're going to move on by is, saying. What is Between the Lines going to feature your band? I'm yeah. Curious. Hey, that'd be Where did you sweet. get that vocal point? Uh, uh, blazer? Blazer, yeah. <laughs> Why do you guys have to From comment on what I'm wearing every Homecoming. time? <laughs> no, Surgeon, Blazer, Star Trek jacket. Wait, I have to point out no, that next Star week. Wars, next, huge difference. Oh, yeah, Star Wars. Next week, we are Lauren, doing that's the bad. blue, what's it called? Blue goggle bacon burger at the wall. Guys, there is. Yeah. A burger that these guys created, and it's going to be debuted next week, and we yeah. went behind the scenes to film it. It next is week delicious. Chef John. The bun is blue. Our homie yeah, Chef, Chef John. John. Yeah, Great that, guy. Was, that was fun. Great guy. Anyway, thanks, guys. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. Enjoy rehearsal with Vocal Point. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> Who is the best at quarterback for BYU going forward? Coming up, which BYU team moved up in the top ten? And he wants to be Steve Young of Mixed Martial Arts. What does that even mean? We'll introduce you to Weston Wilson next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Well. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. That is Jerem. I am Spencer. So happy to have you with us. This is a Tuesday, which means it's super. At 6 Eastern time, BYU Sports Nation will re-air, if you missed it, unless you're watching the 6 p.m. edition right now. In which case, after further review, we'll be coming up next at 7 Eastern time. And then BYU football with Kalani Sitake with the birthday boy. Kalani Sitake featuring... For feet, Kean Norman, the one of the guards. He's not on the basketball team. He's a football player. 
Keen Norman protecting the BYU quarterbacks, and he's had to protect five this year through six games, which is just out of control. Let's hope it's not more than five. Who is the best option at quarterback for BYU moving forward? At Neil Early says Bo Hodge. He is mobile and accurate. Tanner has had his confidence shaken. Bo and Ula are a winning recipe. I like Bo Hodge. I just don't know when he's going to play again. Yeah, that's the question. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, head injuries are pretty serious, so you want to be extra cautious with those. Well, and you know, not only the that, but the background of of his father, who retired early from the NFL, like they, a little extra sensitivity. They got to be exactly. Yeah. There is extra sensitivity right there. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Weston Wilson, an emerging star of the mixed martial arts. How did you get into MMA, Weston? Um, you know, it started when one summer I was hanging out with my dad at his office uh, in McAllister, Oklahoma, and one of the guys, he had an early UFC video, uh, and I remember watching it, I was like, man, that's really cool, these guys are getting paid to fight each other. I was in like fifth or sixth grade, and I, I remember like, I want to do this, this would be kind of cool, and so I started wrestling uh, that next year, and uh with the hopes of maybe becoming a, a professional fighter one day. And then one day so you did. Nice. That, that's awesome. Yeah. And before we continue this, I want to point out, this is, our, this is the first time we have a headshot of somebody without a shirt on BYU Sports <laughs> Nation. So that is awesome. So you went to BYU. That's the connection here. Um, tell us yep. a little bit about when you got to BYU. Were you uh, training in MMA at BYU? And then kind of how did you get into it professionally after that? Um, so I actually was – a professional fighter while I was at BYU. Um, and I was like, I would view myself in classes. I had a lot of classes with other BYU athletes. And I'd be like, I'm, I'm an athlete too. Like I want the special treatment, you know, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it, it, it never happened. I was, I was just a nobody um, in most of my classes. My teachers all knew I, I was a fighter because I'd be like cutting weight. Uh, I'd be sitting there like cutting down from 165 pounds, to 135 pounds. What in the world? Uh, and I'd be like, oh, I really don't want to take the test. Like, can I get an extension? I'm, I'm cutting a ton of weight right now, and my head's not, like, all there. And <laughs> So I had a couple of teachers who were cool with it. But uh, for the most part, it was like, no, uh, what you do outside of school doesn't matter. So, um, But <clears throat> I started in Brazil uh, when we moved to Brazil, and that's how I got my start into MMA was – my dad said, well, you can't wrestle because there's no wrestling out there, so I'll let you do MMA. And so that was kind of how I got started, um, was in high school, and then went on a mission, uh, tried to get back into it, didn't. My mom was like, oh, no girl wants to marry a fighter, so you shouldn't <laughs> focus on fighting. So I took two years off, I got married, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to fight again. And I was like, all right. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Was it, did did you train in uh, jujitsu? Isn't that what Brazil loves uh, with mixed martial arts? Yeah, I, I did uh, jujitsu. I did Muay Thai. I did boxing um, down there, and then we didn't really like train MMA. It was just like we train all the different arts, and then there was a few MMA fighters at the gym. Um, and I wasn't, I, I didn't get to actually fight down there except for like I did some kickboxing matches. I did. Uh, some jujitsu matches and, and things like that, but didn't get to actually do MMA. I kept begging the coach, but I was just a 17 year old kid. And they're like, Oh no, you're, you're young. You're young. Like, no, we won't get you a fight. And so that was kind of my Brazil experience. 
You picked up a big win. A the- yeah, you picked up a big win on Friday in Bellator 184. Uh, what can you tell us about Bellator and where that fits into the grand scheme of, of MMA and and uh, where eventually you want this path to lead you? Um, yeah, so Bellator, they're probably the – obviously everybody knows the UFC. They're, they're the big – the big show, um, but Bellator is definitely a, a close competitor, and they're making big moves. Um, and so I, I'm okay, you know, fighting in Bellator, and then eventually going to the UFC. Uh, I want to be the first active LDS member to get a win inside the octagon. So in, inside the UFC, uh, eventually, I kind of, I, I say this in every interview. I want to be the Steve Young of MMA. If you guys know Steve Young, please. Oh, we know uh, Steve let Young. Him know. Let him know. Uh, I want to be the Steve Young of MMA with just less concussions. So, yeah, that, um, and that's serious. Kind of how right? he yeah. was in football with the church. Like that's how I want to be with with MMA. Emotionally, what's it like to participate in an MMA fight? Are you calm? Are you angry? What's it like? <laughs> uh, okay, so leading up the fight i'm a mess i'm like in my mind i try to stay calm like on the outside i try to be emotional but in my mind I'm like i can't do this like i'm a wuss like i'm a wimp like i can't this is my last fight like i, I start telling people too i'm like yeah this is probably my last fight like i'm just gonna focus on coaching uh, like yeah I'm, I'm probably done after this like i i'll tell my close circle and then and they're like no you you won't be done like and and for this fight i started actually reading steve young's book um the behind the spiral or, or the autobiography that he has. Uh, and I was shocked that he had such anxiety. And so I was yeah. like, Whoa, okay. Like he has anxiety. I have anxiety. Like that's, that's good. Like, but then like once I'm walking out, I hear my music playing, I'm making the walk to the cage, everything goes away. And I'm just like, okay, I got this. Like and I stay super calm, like in there it, for me, I don't have to get angry. I don't have to have emotions for me. It's, it's, uh, really like a chess match with human body parts instead of little figurines like everything like you know his size and my size and our height uh and our movement everything plays kind of into what my i have i go in with an overall strategy and then it's it's okay how can how he's reacting i might have to change that strategy on the fly or everything goes beautifully like friday night everything went beautifully like that was that fight if you watched it that was exactly what i wanted to do was to tire him out with those body kicks and and go in and so i was extremely calm um because everything went went my way his name is weston wilson follow him on twitter at weston wilson 22 congratulations on your most recent professional win weston and uh we look forward to uh your journey to becoming the Steve Young of MMA. Keep it up, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Weston Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. MMA, baby. Good luck. That's awesome. Ty Detmer names his starting quarterback for BYU-Mississippi State. And the women's volleyball team makes another move up the coach's pole. It's fun to be in the top ten, isn't it? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler, Lauren McLean, and Weston Wilson, who is seeking to become the Steve Young of Mixed Martial Arts. If you missed any of that 
interview with him or any of the show for that matter, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, Gregor Bell, Brian Billick, and Dennis Pitta. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU continues prep for Mississippi State on Saturday. Yesterday, offensive coordinator Ty Detmer named Tanner Mangum as the starting quarterback. Countdown to kickoff begins at 11 a.m. Eastern time Saturday on BYU TV. Men's basketball. Held practice number one for this season yesterday. The Cougar tip-off a couple of weeks from tomorrow. The first regular season game against the Delta Devils of Mississippi Valley State in 32 days. Volleyball. Brigham moves up one spot in the ABCA Coaches Bowl to number seven in the latest ABCA Coaches Bowl. The Cougars host Portland Thursday night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Soccer. Senior Nadia Gomes is the... Gomes. Excuse me. 86th in the top Division I women's soccer players list from Top Drawer Soccer. Golf. 21st-ranked men's golf is at the Jerry Pate Invitational today. They're in fourth place at 7-under. Good quest for perfection, tied for fifth at 6-under. Patrick Fishburne just a stroke behind him at 4-under. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Helping you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Just Lauren McClain, uh, despite not diving in the goalkeeper uh, session of Between the Lines, going out there, and showing her skills in soccer against the women's soccer. Yeah, the multifaceted Lauren McLean. She can do it all, man. She can do it all. <laughs> she's in a band. She's on TV. And she plays quarterback for a flag football team, I believe. She's legit athletic. Who is the best option at quarterback for Brigham Young University going forward? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At B Royal Blue Coog. I like Joe Critchlow. Poised, accurate, is more of a deep ball threat. Plus, not a lot of film on him. Mystery to defenses. This isn't the game for that. I think uh, you wait until East Carolina to, if Tanner Mangum doesn't snap out of it, see what you get. Our elite tweet of the day from at Greg Rosenham. Tanner Mangum is only 60% and needs to sit another week. If Hodge is ready to go, give it to him. If not, maybe Jerem can put up flyers on campus. Nope! The conversation continues 24 <laughs> 7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand, people. BYUSN.com. At CL underscore living says Mo Longy. Simplify the offense. Quarterback sneak on every play. Yeah, not going to happen. No. Download the podcast. For Jeremiah I'm Spencer, shout out to Sid Hickman. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Let's go to football practice, shall we? Do it. Interviews, baby.